Hi again, everyone. And what is going to be the final time, really, after 50 episodes, episode 51, I can say for the final time, welcome to a brand new episode of Dead Men Talk. And when I I knew that I was going to make this the last episode, you know, I had a very, very, very short list of people that I wanted in the finale. And I'm so glad to say that the top guy on there is here with me today. Um, someone who is, is not only been, he's been part of my journey as a writer. He's, he's, he was involved in one of my early episodes for Dead Men Talk. Um, not just, you know, a colleague, acquaintance, a friend as well. Dave Jackson, welcome back to Dead Men Talk. How Thank you, you, buddy. Nice to see you again. And you, and you, we were just saying, yeah. you know, two, two, two and a half years. It's a long, not, not, you know, we've, we've, we've communicated in between that, but. Yeah, right. two, two and a half years since we actually like spoke like this and uh, a, a, a lot of ground to cover, really. I know, you know, we've both yeah. been very, very busy, but sort of how has life been treating you in that time, sir? Life is busy. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Playing music <laughs> and doing the audiobook work and the occasional commercial mm-hmm. now and then. It's, uh, it's, it's all I can handle, really. Right. One more thing and I'll just explode <laughs> <laughs> like hey. a spinal tap drummer. One <laughs> interesting picture. And that would suit you quite well, even that image, I think, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I mean, for, for people who, so, so let's just, just lay the foundations. I'm, you know, we won't go through your whole story again. If anybody wants after this, you know, to catch up on that, there's a whole episode where we go down a few rabbit holes a couple of years ago early on. But let's just show off some hardware, shall we? Uh, people will whether they do at the minute they will after this they'll know you as the voice of this great book here by a great writer who doesn't get all the recognition he deserves i think i agree i agree (laughs) a necessary end written by yours truly um a couple years ago we met through uh you kindly um bringing my book to life really as as the audiobook and um our our last conversation was really sort of up to that point and, you know, it's, it's been slap bang in the middle of COVID as well, you know, and it was a, this world was a very strange time. So kind of picking up from there, to be honest, I mean, your audiobook work for firstly has, has really taken off since a necessary end. Not that I'm taking any kind of credit for that whatsoever, but just kind of give us a rundown of what you've been involved in. Well, it started strong because your book was I mean, dude, it's one of my favorites and I'm not even, I'm not lying about that. I mean, I read it. I read the audition. I thought, Oh, I got to get this. I have to get this book. And I sent, I sent the audition in and you disappeared for a while. I thought, Oh man, I want that one. So I think I bugged you a little bit until you agreed. Yeah. Just, we just literally, it was a, it was a cross wire somewhere. You thought I had, you know, kind of ditched you before giving you a chance. It wasn't like that at all. That's a, well, I, I did it. And I, and I, man, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I mean, I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen in the next chapter. That's rare. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, so I started reading it and now that was my first one. It was, it was fantastic. I think it was, it was when I heard your audition and you were the one that I wanted. So, you know, I did have others that came in for it. Um, and it was perfect. You know, I couldn't have asked for anything better. I mean, some of the, some of the things you did, the characters you, the way you brought them to life was even better, cliche, better than I heard them in my head when I was writing it. So it's fantastic. 
So, um, so that, that kind of, okay. So my book kind of laid the groundwork. What happened then, you know, audio, where did your audio book career take you? Well, it started there. And I'm surprised you say that about <clears throat> your characters, because when I read what was on the page, I, it's just like, I, I know exactly who this person is. I mean, it, it instantly, the characters were so well-defined. Thank you. Um, I just, I just went with what was in my head and I'm glad you liked it so much. And everybody who's, who's listened to it, you know, it really gave me a nice foothold. That was my first book right there. And I really, and the script was so good. I, man, I just wanted it really bad. And then I did that one and everyone was really happy with it, impressed with it. It took me forever, which I apologize (laughs) for, but you know what, that, that was the first one. And I was just learning the, um, the recording system. Hmm. And now I'm about 15, 20 books in. And now I know a lot of tricks okay. to get some silence out of, you know, I had to search everywhere to figure out uh, and just online. Yeah. How do I make this smoother, you know, hmm. th- get rid of some clicks. And I have a lot of mouth noise. I, I, I have a, I do. What's that? I, I, I have a lot of that when I, <clears throat> when I go back and edit these, particularly the audio bit, I'm forever taking these little, clicks and ticks and whatever out that I hate. And it's just, you know, I never know I'm doing it half the time. It's really, it's, it's tough. The editing part is Mm. by far the hardest part. Um, And I have a, uh, a steel plate in my face. My, uh, my lip from here over is numb. I got smashed by a dude. I've got metal all through my body. I've got metal in my foot, metal in my leg, a, a steel bracket in my neck, a titanium shoulder, uh, a, uh, a cheekbone made of some kind of You're a bionic man. Then this is a story that I, I know you shared with me. I kind of knew about it anyway. You told me before, but you shared this with me after we finished recording last time. Oh, really? Which, That's why. I... Yeah. Which, you know, for, for me, I, I don't necessarily want to broadcast it. It's up to you if you want to tell the story, but it was such a, well, it's just weird because there's not yeah. much of me left, really. <laughs> no, I mean, quite. Exactly. So it's like if I die, just throw <laughs> me in the recycle bin. I don't, don't even don't even bother burying me. But it's just then. And I tell you, ever since I got I was walking down the road, I heard some something coming behind me and I turned around real fast and a truck slammed into me and bashed my face into a, a pickup truck mm. and um, went to the hospital, uh, smashed my uh, septum there, my, uh, my, uh, my eye sockets, this eye really, I still have to wear a patch sometimes. Right. You know what? You don't look cool. You don't think my friends are like, Oh man, no, you could probably rock that, <laughs> that patch. I'm like, no, yeah. you don't look, you don't look like snake Plissken. You don't look <laughs> like a cool pirate. You look like an idiot walking around this, the grocery store trying to find what you're looking for. You know, at least I look like, a. I mean, maybe somebody else could rock it. I cannot, I look like an idiot, but I think it you, doesn't, my eye is kind of goofed up you can, and this you, lip is numb. And sometimes if I, if I work too long or I try to speak too fast, it's yeah. like driving with a flat tire, you know, so it is what it is. My skull was broke. Some would say it still is broke, but you know, <laughs> But yeah, just all kinds of, I just, and I'm always just in the wrong place at the wrong time, getting right. hit. And... <laughs> I mean, it, it was a, it's a, it's a fantastic story that you are able to tell. I think, you know, too often these things happen and, and unfortunately it, it ends a lot worse. And, you know, the fact that you're still here is, is 
testament to it. Yeah. Well, the doctor said if if I wouldn't have turned around, Hmm. if he'd hit me from behind, I could have been easily killed by that because the back of your head, I guess, is a lot worse. But Hmm. um, I'm it's a miracle. I didn't lose any teeth or anything. That'd be a that's a whole different mess you got to deal with. So it's like I got very lucky um, and I, you know, walked away from that one. Yeah. So it makes it, you've got other challenges when it comes to, I mean, obviously as a, a musician and a singer as well, does that, do, do you find that affects you then? Or are there certain things you do where it doesn't actually, you don't notice it as much? You know what? Not so much because um, the music is loud and heavy and, mm. you know, it's it's the nuances of the audio recordings yeah, that yeah. Um, you really, and even music, uh, the music's going, you can't really hear you know, some of the stuff, but boy, when it's just you and yeah. a book you're reading, you know, yeah. it, it'll bite you. So it's, it's, it's been difficult, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I went from your book and I, after I did your book, I started getting some offers cool. and, uh, I did a couple of books, not great. I was like, <laughs> Oh man, I hit the pinnacle right off the bat. And then the bottom <laughs> came out. Uh, but I did. A, I won't get you to name those. Don't worry. I think that's a bit. That's no, a bit I don't. I don't. I don't. Talk, I don't. No. I'm not going to say which ones I didn't really, you know, that's fine. but it was a learning experience. Like mm-hmm. after your first one, you want to keep going. So I, I took yeah. whatever I could get and, and I kept thinking, boy, these aren't very good. And then uh, a guy, Ian Spiegel Blum, asked me to do a dragon book. Okay. Uh, just a whole another fantasy world. And it was really, really good. And uh, I thought, oh, thank goodness, something good. And I could come up with these character voices and stuff. Mm. So then after that, I just went back into uh, the commercials and stuff. I got real busy with um, a couple of video games and stuff. And then uh, then uh, I auditioned for MR Forbes. And MR Forbes is a really hot shot sci- mm. science fiction author. And wow, his stuff is really good. So I've been blessed that I've had some really good books to read. And M.R. Forbes, the problem with him is he's so fast. Man, right. he's putting out a book every week <laughs> or two. And I'm like, what? How do you do that? That's, <laughs> I the, kind of, that's the kind of writer, in a way, in equal measure, inspires me and makes me sick at the same time because I can't do that. You know, I've got I've got books that are half written from before COVID that I still have because I've fa- I found the whole that this whole time really really difficult but other people have found it such you know it's almost like they just purge books through something like that well you know i was reading something about stephen king and he said he writes like 15 pages a day and that's it right and i'm like how wait a minute now (laughs) and i think uh michael forbes is kind of the same way i he Mm. writes faster than i can read and plus i'm kind (laughs) of Like I say, I'm kind of slow anyway. I I try to act out everything. Yeah, yeah. I try to come up with a character and act those parts out. Mm. I found out I'm a pretty decent actor. I never knew. (laughs) And so I try to put that in there and it makes it 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 so much more enjoyable to listen Mm. to because I've heard some audio books and the guy just reads the book and he just says, and then then they went to the beach and it was all a happy day. And I'm like, oh, dude. It's like a text. Come on, put some, emote something in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the MR Forbes stuff is real. It's a real rich universe. Cool. So it just, it, it, uh, 
kind of pushes me to to act these out. And I know I, I am frustrated. I'm, I know I can be frustrating with my speed because, like I say, I'm a little bit slow. Yeah. And dude, last time I got COVID. <laughs> I mean, this time about I got about a month, a little over a month ago, I got COVID. Right. So now I'm about two weeks behind on this new book. Uh, and it's the it's uh, the sheriff three, which is his main character, the sheriff. Okay. And everybody's clamoring for it. And I, I man, I'm just working, working all day, all night trying to get this thing out. But I lost two weeks because of the covid. That's that's huge. It, hurt, you know, when, it was when hard. You're, yeah. I mean, that that can be a substantial chunk. I can imagine when you're working on something like that. I said that's a substantial amount of time. Um, and I couldn't world. even talk. Yeah, it was uh, rough, man. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good enough reason, you know. You, you, nobody can nobody can can blame you for, for you know it's still around, you know. And I think people are very still still very accepting of the impact it's still having. So at least at least it was that, and not like you know, I suppose a common cold or something. Like, yeah, you can say the big one took you down, kind of thing. Well, I I had COVID once before, and it it was bad. Mm. This one. I thought it was supposed to be a little easier the next time. Mm. No, man, I was I, I was that. laying in bed thinking I can understand how this could kill someone. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. very difficult, you know. Yeah, I have heard that. I did these different strains that have been coming out, and they just seem to be, you know, touch wood. I've not had. I think it's it's been at least a year. I think since my last bout with it, and I think that was the probably worst for me. It's, it's just getting stronger now. I mean, people are saying it's it's no longer around. It's no longer a threat. Yeah, fine. It's probably not seeing people off quite like it did, but it's still when you get well, it. It's it's, if good. you're unlucky enough to get it, yeah, you realize how bad it is. And I, Absolutely. I work a, I, I have another job where I, I just work for a, a company. Uh, I don't know if you've seen some of the videos I post on Facebook. Jason Epperson yes. at Epic Films. Yeah. He makes these great films, and um, I'm just, uh, I'm kind of an employee with him okay so i just do whatever needs done mm. and uh of course when i got sick they got you know they needed a lot and i yeah. i finally had to call him and say this is my voice and he <laughs> said take a couple days off yeah. yeah we don't want that we don't want that oh bless you no i mean i i i really quite almost proud in a way that, that i was able to sort of start that kind of journey the audiobook journey going for you um you know, like I say, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better with this book. And just flash up again. I don't do this enough. And I think that's that's the problem with, with having something like this and being being an author. We don't promote ourselves very well. But there you go. This is actually the only that I know of, the only paperback copy of this actually, I think, in existence because I got this and then I think I took the paperbacks off sale. So if anyone wow. wants one, this one's worth a bit. Yeah. Um, it's a great book, man. I, I mean, I'm you. not just... I I loved every chapter of that book. I couldn't wait to see what was happening. Oh, I just bought your uh, children's book. Oh yeah, no. thank you for that I, as well. Yeah, yeah, I just got it. I was going to take a picture and post it. And, you know, <laughs> oh, looking at it. Bless you. Oh, still do that. I love pictures. That's like good, that. man. Yeah. yeah, I will. I will. It's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's been okay. It's been a couple of years since I've done anything. I think I almost. I, I was in. I, I was completely in two different worlds when I was writing. The necessary end i was writing horror and then i had this kids book coming in and i think i got to that point i'm like i, I really don't know where i'm going now because just I, I don't, don't get know. them mixed up man you know? no, quite. <laughs> have a lot of little Absolutely. kids hiding under their beds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey i'm gonna read this it doesn't rhyme much but hey you know 
Um, one of the things I said I was going to do when I had you on here to myself um, is I was I I've, I've got a I've not mentioned this to you I don't think anyway I've got I've got a proposal for you not to put you on the spot because we're on camera feel free to shoot me down. Um, I've got three books that you won't have probably seen at all. Okay. Yeah. This this is this is my Wildermore apocalypse. This is what I started with. This one here yeah. was was what got the ball rolling. Okay. Um, quick story. I, I've had it out there with a few different publishers. Um, I took the rights back to them probably about six months ago from the last publisher I had, and. As we're recording, literally a couple of nights ago, I have put Acolyte back out in the world, in the Kindle nice. world. I'm now publishing. I'm publishing them under my. I'm, I'm resurrecting my publishing name, and I'm publishing back under myself. Great. When there's a gap in your diary, I need audiobooks for these and three. And I, I know a guy. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> I rather than put this out to tender, I, if there was only one person that I would want to do these. So. You know, whenever I would love to, I would love Thank to. Thank you. Cool. So, whenever your diary permits, let me know and I'll start setting it up. Hey, man, I'll um, make time. So, there you go. So, you know, and for this, this one here, Gods and Insects, was only out. Actually, this is the this is the culmination of the trilogy. This was only out for six months, and then I pulled it, went to another publisher who who unfortunately didn't release it. So, this hasn't been seen for four years. So, wow, dude. By the time I'm hoping, by the time this goes out. You know, not long after we can between us, we can unleash this whole oh, story boy. on people's ears as well. So there you go. <laughs> I'm ready. Christmas present. Merry Christmas for me. Gotta finish this sheriff first. Oh, oh my absolutely. Goodness. No, no, no. That's right. Like, literally. Oh my I, gosh, everybody's come on. Where is it? Where... <laughs> hey, that's why I say, you know, whenever it suits you, because I'm I'm you know, I'm not in a, a, a rush. I want to get it done, but I want it to be done right, and I want it to be done with you. So you know, um, that is that is there waiting for you whenever you want to do it. So, hey, I'm, I love it, man. I love it. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll happily send you the books over as well so you can read them first because you might read them and okay. think, actually, no, I don't want to put my name to that. So, which is fine. No, come on now. I know better than that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, I just trying to think what else uh, I know has been going on with you the, the last couple of years. Your, your music, we kind of touched on it last time a little bit, I think. That we spoke but just kind of give you know pe- just remind people sort of your musical background because this way surpasses your your sort of um your voice open your audiobook work you know this goes back quite a long time yeah um, it's it's something i've i've been doing since i was too young to get into the clubs i was playing in <laughs> you know i was a teenager playing grown-up clubs uh but I guess if, you know, you can play pretty good or sing, they just shut your their eyes to your Absolutely. age yeah. and just go ahead and play, kid. Yeah. And then vamoose. <laughs> so I, I did that for a long time and uh, never got famous at it. Got really close there for a, for a while, mm. but just couldn't get over that hump. Um, my bass player, Al McKenzie, plays in Firehouse. You know them. Yeah. They've had a lot of a lot of hits. Um, and uh we did that. That was called Fox, the mighty Fox. We did that for a long time, played everywhere in the States, pretty much just traveled and toured our brains out, which explains a lot of why we're all brainless <laughs> there now. You go. There you go. And uh, then I, I really like, um, like punk rock, uh, metal 
you know, mm. typo negative, the misfits, the Ramones, yeah. these kind of bands ghost. I yeah. love these kind of bands, you know? And uh, I thought, I, I don't, and I never was crazy about the hair metal. I like Dokken and rat. Okay. And then, yeah. and then a little here, little there, like wasp came through town uh, last week and my friends all went to see wasp. I was working. Oh, I couldn't no. go, <laughs> but, <laughs> ah. but yeah. So I like one. wasp too. I mean, some, some things, but uh, for the most part, I'm more of a, more of a punk rock uh, mm -hmm. okay. guy. And I, I even like goth and things, you know, if yeah. it sounds creepy and cool, but I also like it memorable. Yeah. I like that big chorus where when you're done, you just heard the song. You don't have to say, what was that song called? You know, yeah. you already know what it's called. Cause I, yeah. it was said a lot of times and yeah. i know um the merch girl for my band october rising sent you some music yes and i i keep saying i'm gonna send it to you and it, you know i just get so yeah don't worry about it don't worry chris yeah. postage is very expensive i don't know what to tell you man yeah no i can appreciate that that's why <laughs> whenever anyone from over your part of the world says just give me your address i'll send you something i'm a bit okay are you sure but yeah, well, no, don't worry, mate. Mine is just, I just keep getting, I just keep forgetting because I'm, you know, got so much going <laughs> on. But exactly, I'll come I, to I give you. I will. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, busted. I can't, I don't know what to don't say for myself. It. Don't worry. And the, the, the great thing was, is when she sent me the link, she, she put me onto the band. It, I probably, it was probably about a month later. I didn't even realize it was you. Oh. this is what this is what's fantastic is that she i don't think you know, maybe i missed the message she never actually said this is dave's band or whatever she just she just said you'll love this band so i was like yeah and it was cool. october rising it was yeah oh. so I was like, and i was listening to it it was my next day i was cleaning the house i always have music on i have a, a, a random album playlist whatever going uh whatever room i'm in and i just travel around the house with um with october rising playing and I loved it. It was great. Even my kids, because it's, it's similar to that kind of, yes, anything relating to Halloween, my little right. boy absolutely loves anyway. So, yeah, yeah, when he was hearing some of the lyrics come out. And then, yeah, I think you sent me the news, uh, like a, 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 an article write-up. And yeah. I read it and I was like, how did I not put two and two together? So, you know, I wasn't just yeah. appreciating it because I knew it was you. It was, I had no idea. It was just good. Yeah. Great well, I will get them over to you. Don't worry. I, I promise. <laughs> um, you can probably bring them over I've... yourself one day. So you know, just yeah, just hey, I would love to come back. Um, I always feel good going back to England. All I mean, I it's hard for me to leave. It just feels like home, you know. Yeah. Um, but the weirdest thing that ever happened was I had to get, like I say, some metal put in me. As, yeah. I'm always getting some new steel plate or something in there. But I was, I was getting some surgery on my leg and uh, I was laying in the operating room before they give mm. you the drug to knock you out. Yeah. And I kept thinking, what is this? What's, what are they playing? And I realized they were playing October Rising through the speakers while they're getting ready to put me under. That's fantastic. And the doctor, I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and the doctor said, actually, my wife bought the CD. She's a fan. And I said, wow. oh, okay. And I thought, please turn this off. If this is the last thing I ever hear, in the <laughs> I don't want to die with this is the last thing I ever hear. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You should be proud of it. You should be proud of it. So <laughs> how did that all start then? Just, you know, just, just to ex um, explain the, the concept of October Rising and sort of how it began. Well, 
I wanted to do something theatrical that fit the music. Um, and, you know, we're just, you're always looking. And I, I always, like I say, I always love bands like that, that have had an image. Um, I have a friend that accuses me. Oh, you just like bands that have an image. That's not true. I, I just think bands with an image are a little cooler. Yeah. You know, if you have the music and no image, it's, hey, I'll listen to it. Yeah. But it's really fun if it if it's the music's good and you have an image. So Absolutely. it kind of stemmed from something like that. I just, uh, you know, when grunge hit and everybody was just standing on stage in big bell bottom jeans and uh, flannel shirts and I got nothing wrong, you know, against that. No. But the gloomy music and the, yeah. the flannel and the jeans, I'm like, yeah, I got it. I want to hear the Ramones or something or something it's, or the Beach Boys. I don't want to I don't want to be depressed, man. No, you know? it's got a lifespan, doesn't it? Really? You can only go so far with certain moods with that. Yeah. 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 So so that so, so that's where the that's where the whole thing started. That's cool. When when did it yeah. start? When did when did the October Rising begin? How long have you been doing? Well, I recorded those in 2010-ish. Okay. And uh, but I still, you know, I'm still recording yeah. you know but uh the bass player had to leave town or something and and then he died and couldn't didn't never came back right. <laughs> i guess he couldn't come back no. so uh just a whole lot of life happened and death mm. and the band never we were a very functional band as far as recording and writing mm. but just couldn't get out onto a stage anywhere yeah. Uh, because it was only three of us and we didn't have a drummer. I'm always having drummer issues. Uh, my son is a drummer and he's supposed to be, his drum teacher said, man, this kid is good. He's right. so shy. His name is Gunner and he's so shy. Right. I'm like if he could get over that shyness, I'd put him in my yeah, band yeah, right absolutely. now. You know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's a shame in there. And just, you know, at some point it probably just, overcome that and not go back it's yeah. just trying to get to that yeah he's that young he's it. he's a teenager and you know he'll okay. gain some confidence and he has confidence in a lot of things but yeah. uh he doesn't really uh he has no desire to get on a stage and play and okay. you know if that changes cool if it doesn't hey man that's why they have studio musicians you know yeah yeah true 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 the unsung heroes back in the recording studio yeah know? not enough is said about them i think the more i I I never used to take note of these. You know, you only really listen to what's what's coming out of the speakers. And then, as I've got older, a new appreciation for those that actually go into making these things that you, you you don't really hear about. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really uh, not well known but very respected mm. musicians who just uh you know you know they're in the background mm. they play they're on hit albums you'll, yeah. you'll never see their you face never know. So. No. no yeah so, so. <clears throat> getting getting back out obviously you know when we spoke a couple of years ago the world was a scary place all locked down and, and and whatever and getting back out there to 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 play music have you got got a chance to do that over the last sort of i don't know year or so we've played uh quite a bit through october up mm -hmm. here there's a haunted schoolhouse here in uh in the town I live in. And it's like one of the oldest, it might be the oldest in the States. Oh, wow. It's, it came out in the seventies, like long ago. Yeah. And uh, I remember going to it when I was a kid and thinking, and just scaring me to death. Well, it's, it's this big old schoolhouse. The whole thing they've turned into a haunted house floor by floor. Wow. Okay. Cool. And uh, 
So we approached them about playing there because we'd be perfect for that, you yeah. know, yeah. a band of the undead uh, <laughs> army men. Uh, so yeah. we 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 just played the entire time. And guess what? I got the COVID. I missed like four. <laughs> we were supposed to play all October and I got sick and had to shut some of it down. But it was pretty successful. A lot of newspapers yeah. writing up a lot of new fans. And that's basically what, you, you know, brilliant. that's what it's all about. So absolutely. And do you it was think, tough. Do, but do you, do you think this is nature's way of getting you to slow down for just a few days? It's like you know dave's not had a rest in god knows when you know he's doing this and he's doing that and he's doing it at the same time for god's sake just stop i don't know i hope or did, not. Or did you just you know want to raise a middle finger to it and say well i i would i would think well maybe there is something to that maybe it is god just saying slow down but mm. i'm not you know when i'm laying there sick i'm i'm not really getting much rest yeah. anyway so no that's very true that's very true so how how do you how do you keep it how do you keep it all going you know all these different projects and that do you just line them up and once you're done with one you move on to the next or you've got all these kind of things overlapping all over the place? Well, the the books I try to do one at a time. Mm-hmm. I, I I know I would get I would get confused and mixed yeah. up with the characters. Even one book sometimes I have to go back and listen. What voice did I give this character and try to. Mm-hmm you know, I have to search it out and recreate it because sometimes an author will use a character in the beginning of the book. You won't see him again until later. Oh, what was I doing? Yeah. You know, or in this book, there's a, a character named Thomas that I, it was a very small part in a book before that. And I had to go back and remember what was Thomas's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so if I did more than one book at a time, I'd really get mixed up. And I, yeah, I know yeah. I, I would just, smoke would pour out of my ears you know uh i ha- i can do that a little bit with music i can you know kind of have okay. half a song here and some parts there yeah. but this stuff and then uh, like i say i work uh i get up every morning like a regular guy i get up at you know eight o'clock in the morning mm. and i have coffee and then i come down to the studio here in the, my basement and i start working and mm. i just work until you know it's time to quit and then yeah. some, sometimes I'll have to, after dinner, like you're doing tonight, mm. I'll have to, you know, go back and, you know, yeah. eat dinner, say hello and come back downstairs and work. But that's, Hey, if you, it's, it's, you know, it's a good problem to have. It is. And I think if you're enjoying what you're doing and, and you've got a lot of things inspiring you and you're, you're, and you're doing quality job like you are, it makes it a lot worth a lot more worth it than that than. Well, anything mm-hmm. artistic, you know, yeah, you're an artist. Yeah. It's it's kind of in your blood, you know. Um, yeah. I just uh, life without some sort of art would just be, just, ugh, can you even imagine? No. You know, no. I, it would just be uh, hideous to me. Yeah. And you know, and uh, I have kids that are becoming artists, and it's it's nice, you know. My daughter is, you know, uh, an artist of the nth degree she's like incredible i'd like to get her involved in some of now i'm meeting video game creators and things okay yeah cool and yeah. she just she can draw like you can't believe like this anime style that's her oh, own okay yeah cool, cool. and it's really amazing she drew a, a self-portrait of herself and it hung in the mayor's office in town because it was so good wow. I, I had to go i i i never saw it i had to go drive there <laughs> and go into the mayor's <laughs> office to see the picture 
And it was really incredible. It looks just like her. I'm like, how did you do that? And then my wow. other daughter is a writer, like, which would, you know, she was writing stuff at like 10 years old that sounded like a young adult, like somebody in wow. college. And I thought, wait a minute, you're like 10, 11. And in my drummer and my drummer's son and musician. Yeah. So it's nice to see that they've, you know, embraced the arts of some type and, and, and they're all really good, you know, you so think, that makes it even more fun, you know, wait to see what happens with these guys. What do you think it is then? Here we go. It's a philosophical question. Nature, nurture, you know, the whole artistic thing. If you have that where, you know, you obviously are yourself and you found that your kids have been, is that something they've got naturally from you or something you've exposed them to, you know, what, what do you reckon it is? You know what? I I've thought about this quite a bit and it's, it's tough. It's probably a combination of the two. Um, but I always think about say the guy who's at the garage mm. changing your tires. Yeah. And he's got somewhere in his head, he's got perfect pitch, but nobody mm. knows. Nobody no. even knows it. And he, and he might not even know. And it's just the music was never introduced to him. You know, yeah. the guy could be the next Eddie Van Halen or Mozart and he's, putting tires on your on your car yeah. because he wasn't exposed to it or he wasn't kind of nudged in the right direction and i would never push no. my kids into because music was very difficult and mm. in a lot of ways you know it makes for a harder life you know yeah. but uh i don't ever want to push them but the little nudge and to see them kind of fly yeah. is is really nice but i don't know the answer to your question <laughs> that's a toughie and i think it's a combination of both I, I would guess. I've always thought that, you know, I, I hear this if, about other things, you know, the, the whole nature nurture thing fascinates me because, you know, you see it even with, with twins. I've got twins are perfect breeding ground to see things like this and try to prove this because it's like, okay, we bring them up the same way, but eventually they're going to go off in their own directions. You know, what are they taking from us chemically or what are they taking from us, you know, environmentally from how we brought them up that, you know, it's going to be different things. And I think that's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've never believed it's one or the other. I think you can't have one without the other sort of thing. I think you're right. Yeah, because uh, and then you'll you'll get that oddball who just out of nowhere turns into this. Yeah. You know, his parents are, you know, a, a teacher and one's, a, you know, something else. And yeah. then this kid is like an amazing you know, artist of some yeah. sort, you know, yeah. musician or a writer. And you're like, how where'd that come from? You know, yeah. just every now and then you get that little that little burst spot, there and yeah yeah somebody appears you're like what where'd you come from <laughs> yeah. so. you know what i think this is this is a perfect little little thing we'll start to wrap up in a minute i think this is a perfect way to bring this to a close not only this episode but the whole series what i've been trying to do you know for a lot of this you know five seasons of dead men talk it started off as something quite different than it ended up with it was it started off as a vessel for me to talk about what inspired me you know, what was behind all of my stories, because I love talking about inspiration, influences and, and getting other people's takes. This is why people started coming on the show, because I was interested in their own, what inspired them. And I think bringing it around to here, like almost the next generation for you, you know, yeah. seeing what you've done, how that's impacted. And that's probably my main motive behind all of this is, is eventually to show my kids, you know, you can you yeah. can do this. My wife's always saying that, you know, regardless of if I'm, if I'm getting depressed about, you know, viewership, listenership, 
book sales, anything like that. She's like, at least you've shown your kids you can do something you want to do regardless. Yeah. And my mom was a, a singer, a musician. And, you know, and it's, 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 you know, you, you do a lot for your kids, man. You do, you do whatever, you know, and you, you know, whatever they need, you, you do it and you, you hope it inspires them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's meeting people like yourself through this journey. You know, I know I knew you before I started podcasting, but this podcast has really brought me full circle. I started off talking about my first book, you know, Acolyte and, and how that came about. And lo and behold, what have we been talking about? You know, I've come full circle and I've, I've, I've just recently re-released this book. I've kind of fallen back in love with what writing brought me a few years ago. Um, what lies beyond this podcast hopefully will result in you know more well, books can't, to come and stuff so i can't wait to see what goes on inside your head i bet <laughs> i bet you know i think about i thought i wonder when chris was little if he was either like had a pet tarantula or he was terrified it's got to be one or the other it was you know it was it would be the latter yeah i mean that terrifying. Um, so yeah um lifting the lid as it were one of the stories in in and necessarily end that's the one that i think out of everything I've written that people go back to is Amidia. And that was the second story I think I ever wrote, uh, you know, after my, um, my, my first novel. And that was born completely out of fear. That was going back to how spiders used to make me feel as a kid. And I was like, the only way I can confront this is I've got to talk about them in great detail and make them as scary as possible. And I've got to live that while I'm writing that book. So it's, it's one great way of how, yeah, our own fears can manifest into something. Well, now I'm afraid of spiders. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that's and that is what I've said to a few others who've said the same. My job is done. So, <laughs> Dave, this has been this has been fantastic. I couldn't think of a, you know a better way to sign off on this whole kind of experience that this series has been. And I'm, I'm so glad to have you back on. Um, I'm really looking forward to working with you again. You know, let's get you know the Wildermore books out there whenever is convenient like i say absolutely no rush but you know you're the guy that i want to be oh i want to <laughs> so i'll i'll send i'll send you the first one over have a have a read whenever you can and see what you think and we'll go from there okay. so, and so. i'll send you some music i promised <laughs> don't man worry. i don't know hey you know I have no excuse one, one way or the other either you come over here or we're planning a trip over there at some point you know i'd love for you man i would love for you guys to come over and hang out That'd be cool, man. Kind of see, kind of see the other side of the pond. Did you see where the some lady now now Charles is the king? Mm-hmm. Some lady in a crowd just kissed him. Did you see that? No, I didn't. But I was watching TV. Yeah. I was with some friends and we were watching, you know, yeah. the TV and 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 now King Charles is meeting meeting people. Yeah. And this lady just gave him a big old smooch. There and I go. thought, my of course, I'm horrified. Yeah. My friends, what's the big deal? I'm like, you can't kiss royalty, man. You I was going to say, sort of a few hundred. I've been getting big into like the Tudor history lately. And um, yeah, you would have done that back then. You would have lost your head most probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's all a bit comical now, though. I, I yeah, I kind of look at the royal family as more of a soap opera than actual. But anyway, I'll probably lose my head for that if anyone sees this. But there you go opinions have we all i don't know man <laughs> it's, it's a it's a crazy place but you know one way or the other yes we will we'll we'll, we'll bring down the veil you know of uh, zoom at some point it's right great. okay but, yes, and dave thank you so much all the best with everything you know you've got a lot going on 
Um, Same team, I, brother. I urge everyone out there to to look for your audiobooks. You know, start with the necessary ends. Great place to start, obviously. Um, but check out everything else. October, October Rising, everything that you've done, really. I mean, is, is any of the Fox material out there or, or is, you know, to listen to? Have you got anything out there that people can stream of that? Or Well, I think pretty much everything's on Audible. Okay. Um, I... I I'm not sure. I, I, I know that the Ian Spiegel Blum book, uh, he might have a lockdown on that. Mm. But uh, on my Facebook thing, there'll be a I only do my Facebook thing is mostly all professional stuff. Yeah, I don't cool. want to I don't want to. So I, I'm going to have to get a website very soon that just has like I've got some cartoons out there that are really funny and good. They won't release them. And I signed a, a non-disclosure. I can't, oh, I can't yeah. post those. Yeah. I keep hoping they'll come out because they're really funny. They're one's two fish in a goldfish bowl. And you think, well, how much trouble could two fish bowl? <laughs> I, and they're, they're wanting me to know. sound like Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like snuffle up against, you know, I don't know. He talks like, hey, you know. Oh, got to see those. Got to see <laughs> But those. It's, it's fun. And I'm in a play called Mephisto. It's a musical, a heavy metal musical. See. And I start as an old man and I'm doing the total Ephraim Courtney voice. <laughs> oh, and and oh. then he makes a deal with the devil or the devil's minion, Mephisto. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm a young man. And, you know, I, I of course, I lose in the end. My ah. character, you know, it goes from an old man to a young man. Yeah. That and he loses everything. You can't ever, you can never beat the devil. So. But it's a cool play. It's all oh, it's a musical, and it's cool. uh, we're trying to get it off the ground right now, and uh, recording music, and some of that's on there as well. So there it's, it's just, fun, man. After everything just, else we've been talking about, how busy you are, you just just drop that in right at the end. So you know, you you got you got stuff coming out your ears, mate. But no, Dave, you know, yeah, anyone get out there, check out Dave's audiobooks, um, music, everything that's out there, and you know, obviously, we probably won't link up again on dead men talk but we will link up again and you know keep your eyes peeled everyone for the next absolutely man. coming your way okay right. mate take All it right, easy Chris. bud cheers see you buddy Bye.